Hey all, I done goofed. This was supposed to be a what is not week, and I uh, I went ahead and edited a cautious optimism episode instead. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk more at the intermission. I just didn't want you to think you were losing your mind. Enjoy the show. And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Lightspeed Shipping Plus. Be absolutely sure with LSP. Previously on Cautious Optimism. You might want to hide the ferret. I mean, it's an invisible ferret, Captain. It's quite well hidden right now. I will lock up the coffee. You lock up the coffee pot. Hank is trying to get the coffee grounds while simultaneously putting a pinch of it between his cheek and gum. Thank you for rescuing us. I'm sorry for any damage or inconvenience. This is a distress beacon. If you turn it on, it'll signal the company that we uh, work for. It's such a huge megacorp that it basically has its own laws and its own police force and its own rules. I kind of have a feeling I'm going to hit this distress beacon and just to save money, they're going to come fly over here and just blow us all up. Well, I think drugs are wrong and that people who sell them are dumb. Since when? Hello, Cautious Optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Kyan Brunt. A mature. I am a doctor. A nine-foot-tall, four-armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Liliana. An Evo. I don't know if you know, but like, I'm famous. A species capable of Santa Coward. We are going to be the best of friends. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. Ryan, you have been tending to the survivors, the people you rescued from the ship. Uh-huh. And the captain woke up. Captain Melmar woke up and has had some conversations with you all. His other two crew members are still unconscious, and you've been doing your best to try to get them up. When you sense with your psionic powers that your friend... Liliana, her cognitive functions are starting up again, and you turn around just in time to see Liliana open her eyes. Morning, sunshine. How you doing? Oh, wow. Like, that was that was a really good nap. <laughs> why am I in sickbay? You've been unconscious for about eight hours. That's why you're in sickbay. Unconscious, like, 
Like I went to sleep? Unconscious, like out, like no, not not mentally or well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to make judgment <laughs> calls on that one. Um, not not uh, not conscious Elena's ever mentally. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not conscious for a good eight hours. Wow, like okay, so uh, what's up? <laughs> Nothing. We're just kind of trying to get ourselves back onto uh, some sort of working capacity we are not quite there yet so like the last thing i remember is taking the people off the ship that was going to explode yes we've got all of them one could not be saved the other three are fine well not fine but they're recovering and we are currently trying to figure out how we are going to get ourselves going again okay cool and she just like hops down off off the bed She's probably going to just completely collapse when she hops down off the bed. But Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> before we get to Liliana and her attempt to stroll healthily out of the door, <laughs> I think you did save everybody. Two of them are unconscious and one is in the cryo chamber. Oh, that's right. Okay, so I take that back. Oh, okay. And the captain's awake, but probably still better. In- okay. And Liliana, in your mind, maybe you sprung up out of bed and started walking. <laughs> But in reality, <laughs> what Kyan sees is you very groggily and uncoordinatedly kind of roll out of bed. <laughs> I just roll over off the gurney. <laughs> yeah, basically. And you just kind of collapse into a pile on the floor. You're still very weak. <laughs> I'm just, whoa, whoa, whoa there. <laughs> I might want to take that a little bit slower. Why is the ground so close? <laughs> I think gravity's weird. It's definitely a possibility. <laughs> he tries to help her back up to the bed. Okay, I'm just gonna go back to sleep now. <laughs> you know what, Liliana, make a HT check, please. HT. Yep. Okay. Fail by two. Okay, yep. Going back into the bed. Roll over off the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Resting in the bed for a little bit sounds like a good plan. Okay. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> he covers her up and lets her get comfy. All right. And then after maybe an hour or so and Liliana's feeling better, I thought a good way to start this episode might be to have everybody meet in the break room for a kind of ship's briefing where you can all go over your options and decide what you want to do next. Does that sound okay to everybody? Can Liliana get there? Yeah, after another hour of bed rest, you can wobble down there. Okay, I'll hobble my way down there. Yeah, that's fine. Did we not do this last time? No. We ended the episode with me saying, and maybe a meeting where you can discuss how you have to ration the water and hide the coffee maker and decide what to do would be a good place to start next episode. So here we are. Okay. Well, Liliana is like trying to do her normal skip, but instead she's just like bouncing from one wall to the other as she's like falling over. But she makes it in there. <laughs> Kyan's following a good pace and a half, two paces behind, and kind of like trying to catch her. <laughs> <laughs> so what does our briefing room look like? I imagine we just meet in like the mess hall. We don't have a briefing room. Yeah, you might be in the break room kitchen area. I don't know that we've ever established that you have a briefing room, per se. I don't think we do. Our best ideas have happened in the break room. Yeah, we're usually in the break room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we're all gathered around the microwave. Have you already hidden the coffee maker? Yes, we did that last time. Yeah, I think we have. We did that last time. So so as everybody walks in, you notice there's no coffee maker. So Rico looks really twitchy and is like her tail is flicking agitatedly and she's tapping her fingers on the table looking basically like an addict that's in some some form of withdrawal at this point. Hank slides up behind her, puts his mouth real close to her ear and here. Take this, put just a pinch of it between your teeth and gum, and holds out a small pouch of the coffee grounds. <laughs> Drug dealers. Yeah, exactly. I think she probably does take some of that mm-hmm. and tries it. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Anytime. Interesting. That's very bitter. But okay. mm, no, I can feel the caffeine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Straight to the bloodstream. Works great. <laughs> so, Kyan, how's our patient? How's Liliana doing? I think she's doing fine. She's recovering. She just needs to learn to take it a little slower. You see her, like, crawling along the ground, waving at you. Hi, Captain! <laughs> Can we find a chair for her? <laughs> Perhaps. I don't want you to- Oh, I'm great. I'm fine. Unfortunately, there are no chairs anywhere on the ship. <laughs> Inside joke. <laughs> yes, you can find her a chair. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> So we've got, as many of you know, bad news. We got to ration our water and food. What's the status on how many days? Like, let's go over the over and under again, Rico. If we take a chance with part of our food, how soon do you think we can get the algae back online? Well, I could use, I think it's two of the rations. And if all went well, that would rectify the problem within a day. If that didn't go well, however, we might be quite hungry towards the end of the week. Well, water is our main priority. We can go a long time without food. Not happily, but we can. Yes, I won't be using any of the water. And obviously that's being recycled by the reclamation system. So, you know. Yeah, but eventually, I mean, there will be some diminishing returns on that. Does anybody else have anything to report? Our patients are convalescing as well as can be expected. And I mean, as for the mechanical side of the chloro drives, I have nothing new to add to that. I haven't found any solutions. So, Well, if we're worried about food, like I've actually been working a lot on growing a lot of really cool plants and veggies and stuff. So we should have lots of food. Oh. And Hank cuts a look over at Rico and clears his throat. <clears> throat> uh, yeah, um, Why are you looking at me like that? Yes. Uh, well, you're already sitting down, so that's that's good. That's good. Why don't you hold on to the edge of the table here just for a second? Okay. Unfortunately, in the radiation from the explosion, um, I'm afraid all of your plants have been killed. Oh, no. That's basically what happened to the bacteria in the engines as well. Even the pineapple? What's a pineapple? <laughs> <laughs> Sad. Oh, well, at least we're all okay and the ferret's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh. Uh, please don't talk to me about the ferret. Kaya's like making the swipe the hand across the throat, like, no, 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 (laughs) don't don't say anything about the ferret. The ferret? I mean, uh I was about to say if you see the ferret, but that seems unlikely since it's invisible. The The ferret's cage fell over. The ferret has temporarily escaped. Oh, well, I could try psionically talking to him. We had a little bit of a psionic thing with Kyan. Uh, the ferret, it's on the ship, but honestly, the rations and the engine situation is more pressing. So once the engine situation is dealt with, then I will go and catch the ferret. 
okay, I'm going to take a nap again. <laughs> she just like lays her head down on the table. We also have a new variable, which is this beacon that Captain Melmore has provided us with. If we press it, theoretically, the light speed plus shipping community will come to rescue us. I do air quotes when I say rescue us. Captain Melmore is concerned that they may just destroy us out of irritation for the fact that they've lost their ship and all the cargo. These are notoriously bad dudes. And so I don't want to use this beacon unless we have to. It seems like it would make sense to try to do the ration thing. And then if that doesn't work and all of our other options are used up, then at least we've got a solution. Well, so, like, how far away are we from a civilization? People from planets. <laughs> I believe it is weeks at our fastest speed. Oh, okay. If you don't have your life forms working so you can use your light speed engines, it'll be like three years, 3.2 years at sublight speeds. If you can get the microbes up to full power and working the light speed engines, you're one day away from Gardor. And about four weeks away from Galaganar, your ultimate destination. Now, Gardor is the mining planet that you found uh, Tyboon, who was a prisoner of the hired gun. And Captain Melmar has already said that you could drop him and his crew at Gardor because they have medical facilities. It's a civilized place. Well, Mr. GM, how many miles is Gardor? How many miles? <laughs> He doesn't know that. <laughs> I have everything. I have all the information <laughs> that you could ever. So what is it? <laughs> it's going to be a big number. <laughs> I just want to build the suspense. <laughs> what Liliana is thinking is, I know that my psionically talking to people's minds doesn't have the best track record, but I could try sending a message to Tyboon on Gardor. Well, he's not on there now. Oh, he's not? No, that's where they got him from. Oh. He's in an Uber headed out of town, right? <laughs> yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he abandoned you guys in the middle of all those shenanigans. Good for him. Do I know anyone on Gardor then? Probably not. No. Okay. For the record, right now, Gardor is 2.351 E plus 13 miles away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that would be a very big negative modifier on my Telesend. So <laughs> yes, yep. it probably isn't going to work anyway. Um, you have to roll a negative 15. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick to trying to talk to the ferret. Kyan, if you could whip up some quick calculations based on all of our species information, all the crew, and figure out exactly how many calories we have to consume in a day to keep our brains working. Okay. That'd be great. And how many coffee grounds? The coffee's hidden, so I better not see any coffee grounds going around because I'm not having any coffee grounds. The coffee's hidden. One day we will be able to drink coffee again. It'll be a fine day, but this is going to take sacrifice and strength and resilience and resolve. And I know my crew has it. Because it's just coffee. <laughs> Kindless and eyebrow. Rico looks like she's about to cry. <laughs> As Kelly the player sips hers. <laughs> it's only coffee. It's just a thing. We've got other things we've got to be worried about. But yeah, we've got to make this food last in case these bacteria don't. There's no other option. Other than the beacon, 
which we also need time to prepare for. I know I didn't just fix this ship up to then just be blown out of the sky by space Amazon. (laughs) Well, don't our space phones still work? Can't we call someone? That's a really good idea that I haven't thought of. (laughs) I think it has more to do with how far out we are, Liliana. We are in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) So there's no 5G out here. There's no 5G. I like that it didn't even occur to us. I never I didn't even try. We don't have any friends. Who was I gonna call for help, Slorn? He's not gonna help us. A Lorndon? Forget it. You just see a shot of all the people in the break room like holding up their cell phones, seeing if they can get a second bar. No, I see a Slorg's tour bus spaceship filled with foods and delicious uh, waters and, and an extra uh, star drive just goes past us. We didn't even think to put out a distress beacon. <laughs> it didn't even occur. It just blows past us. We don't notice. <laughs> We're all looking in a book at the time. Don't you see him go past the window? Oh, God. No, I'm assuming there's no one we can call. Is that correct? Space God? You're using the backup nuclear drives. So your power reserves are limited, which means long range communications are going to be spotty at best. You could communicate with things nearby. I mean, like you could put out a distress signal for anyone. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. What are the thoughts about a distress signal? Yeah. (laughs) I love it. We go and answer a distress signal. And the ultimate kind of end of that is that we then have to put our own distress signal out. (laughs) Like nested distress signals all the way down. We're a living chain letter. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Captain, if we think we could survive the loss of two days of rations. Yeah, we could definitely do that. Then, I mean, maybe it's worth giving it a go with the creatures. I'm all for that. Plan A, we try with the creatures. Plan B, we send out our own distress signal and then we wait it out and decide about calling the lightning speed plus shipping FedEx UPS, whatever their name is. <laughs> I mean, I think they're a useful backup, Captain. Yeah. Well, any other ideas? Just that if we do find that we're going to have to really get close to the end of rations, we can probably put a couple people in kind of a induced coma so that everybody's comfortable and we can kind of go down to as skeleton crew as possible. I've done it. Comas are kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag comas are cool. Hashtag- <laughs> Ooh, I got to tweet that out. Because, <laughs> of course, Twitter works, but we can't hail anybody. Right. <laughs> Somehow we're still getting spam mail to our inbox. We just can't email anything out. Okay. So does everybody have a clear plan about what they're doing? Yes, ma'am. Yes, I think so, Captain. Um might be helpful if Kyan could give me an assist with the bacteria. This is quite a delicate thing and it's going to use up a lot of our resources. And so I think probably it would be better if there were two of us working on it. Although remember the last time we worked on something delicate, I ended up stabbing myself with a needle and getting psychic powers. Um, I mean, I hadn't, I hadn't forgotten that, but there won't be any <laughs> needles involved. Happy days. Maybe you'll trip over something and create food. <laughs> Excellent. Even if you were just double checking that I was doing the correct thing from my notes, that would be helpful, I think. I agree. All right. Hank's still working on engines. Yep. Liliana, you can come hang out with me and we'll go and talk to the other crew that we rescued and see what information we can get out of them. Okay. All right. Break. 
We need a catchphrase we could say when we all break off to go do our respective things. Optimism. <laughs> That's too optimistic. <laughs> cautious. <laughs> it's not cautious enough. <laughs> Everybody do your best. <laughs> Don't die. <laughs> I, uh, that sounds like a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. We really do need a battle cry for the cautious optimism. Let us know if you have any ideas. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of cautious optimism. Not what is not. Let's be honest, this was bound to happen eventually, and I got through over 100 episodes before it happened, so yay? I am going to blame it on our big announcement this week. A huge congratulations to Todd and Kelly on their wedding this weekend. Captain Rory and Shipcom have officially tied the knot, and everyone here at As the Dice Roll wants to wish them all the best on their newest quest. So in celebration of their nuptials, we give you an extra episode of Cautious Optimism. It had nothing to do with me forgetting which show was supposed to go out this week. If you want to send your congratulations to the happy couple, you can do so on Twitter at AsTheDiceRollRP, on Instagram at AsTheDiceRoll, or you can email them at podcast at AsTheDiceRollCast.com. You can also wish them well in real time on our Slack channel and Discord server, which you can find by heading over to geek2geekmedia.com and going to the Contact Us tab. And what better gift to give them to support them in their other creative endeavors? You can listen to Kelly on her podcast, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, and you can listen to Todd on Nerdberg Review, which he hosts with Alinzia, and Farming Simulated, which he hosts with Bama. And while you're at it, check out Bama's D&D Twitch stream, King of the Heel. Check out Raven on Girls Gone Wow if you're a World of Warcraft player, or the Tenth Divine if Elder Scrolls Online is more your thing. And of course, I can be found on my podcast, Geektitude. That's it for me this week. I'll be back here next Sunday, September 4th, with the next episode of What Is Not, and then again on September 11th with another episode of What Is Not. And then everything will be as it should be. Until then, let's see if the hunters can catch the monster right after a quick commercial. Wait, no, that's not right. I, uh, uh, When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics, movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu. All right. Shall we fast forward? Well, really quick, like, 
once everyone's leaving or whatever, Liliana's going to try to do a telescent to the invisible ferret anyway. Ooh, all right. Just like, yeah, well, I probably have to roll before I can yeah. say what I'm trying to talk to him about anyway. It's not a sapient, sentient, whatever creature. No, I checked. I can speak to animals, but it's in my language. So not necessarily that the ferret will understand, but maybe I can just comfort him is what I'm thinking. What what Liliana's thinking is that she periodically wants to just kind of talk to him to comfort him and be like, hey, it's okay. You can come see us. We're friends. We won't eat you. Okay. Probably. <laughs> Go ahead and make a roll. Very reassuring. Very reassuring. Yeah. <laughs> we probably okay, won't so. eat you. What kind of a monster would suggest eating the uh, ferret? That's terrible. An invisible ferret. One related to the one who suggested killing it. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was Shipcom. Shipcom's a jerk. Okay, so I rolled a five. It's an IQ. I have IQ of 11. It sounds pretty successful to me. Success <laughs> by six. Jesus. I don't know if the ferret's going to actually understand me or care, but I'm going to talk to it. What exactly do you say? Hey, little guy or girl or it. I know you're probably scared and you're all alone, but, you know, we love you and you can come and say hi to us and you know we like you and hope you're doing all right try to stay away from the engines okay bye-bye <laughs> liliana out <laughs> liliana out <laughs> just trying to be comforting and reassuring so as you finish flexing those psionic muscles in your as brain she's making that face like she's trying to poop <laughs> <laughs> exactly you uh you hear back. Okay, she's just going to smile and go and follow the captain. I'm assuming that was in my head and not like in the room. It was in your head, yeah. yeah okay. I mean, yeah. to be fair, I don't know if Liliana would know what was in her head. She might look around and see <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. She probably <laughs> is looking around. What made that noise? <laughs> Weird. Cool. Okay. Now we can fast forward. In the little bacteria room where there is a giant vat where the little bacterias all live we join our scientific cat friend as she is trying to isolate the living ones from the dead ones and then prepare a nutrient paste go ahead and make a roll make a sciency roll we're looking for a success by four. Oh lordy pressure's on oh shit so I got a 13. Uh, my science is 14. Success by one? Success by one. All right. Is this where I come in and help? Yeah, can Kyan assist? Yeah. If you get a success by four, Kyan, with some kind of medical skill. I have biology with medic. Biology would be perfect. Actually, biology is super perfect. You know what? If you get a success by four, that will make the whole thing successful. Oh, God. Oh, God. Can I get a success by three since she got a success by one? No. Okay. <laughs> We're at the bargaining stage. I gotta try. I just gotta, I gotta ask. <laughs> yeah. You gotta get a four. Let's try some bargaining. Yeah. Because she's the primary. You're just helping. I also got a success by one. No. Success by one. The two of you work your butts off and you do all the science. 
But at the end of the whole procedure, you think you did pretty good. It'll be faster than the seven days that it would have taken without any help. But you're not confident that it's going to be the one day that would have been optimal either. Uh, well, I mean, I think we've saved some time. Better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we're just going to be a little bit hungry. How fast do you think it is going to be? So it's faster than seven days. You would guess three to four days. You probably cut it in half. It's not bad. Okay. I mean, three to four days. I think we maybe because we didn't, we have like a week's worth of rations. Yeah. Yeah. You had about seven days worth. So now you've got five days. Yeah. So, okay. I think we should be all right. We should go and tell the captain. Yes. Let's go and tell the captain. Is the captain on the bridge? Well, they were doing sciencing in the biology bay <laughs> on the microbes. You had said something, Captain Rory had wanted to talk to the people you rescued? Yeah, just to be up there and chat with the captain about the distress beacon and, sure, you know, keep talking to him about how bad of an idea he thinks it is. Okay. Well, so he's still in bed. He's still bedridden in sickbay, but he's conscious and it's easy enough for you. And, and you were bringing Liliana, right? Yes. So the two of you walk in in sickbay and you, you find him propped up looking at a data pad. And as you walk in, he says... Captain? So, we've got the scientists down there working away, trying to restore our drives and get us out of here quicker, but if we have to, we're going to have to use that beacon. Yeah, I know that you're not excited about that option, but it beats dying. I mean, unless they immediately blow us out of the sky. How how mad do you really think they're going to be at you? I think they're going to be very mad at me. I don't know if they'll be mad at you or not. It really depends. Okay, so it's a huge bureaucracy, the LSP. And if we get assigned to an administrator who's in a bad mood, they could be upset at you. They could want to blow you up just because you didn't do a good enough job helping us, because that's the kind of ridiculous way some of them think. But if we get assigned to an administrator who's in a good mood, they might give you a big reward for saving our lives. It's really difficult to tell. But what about you? They're probably not going to kill me. They will probably just deduct my pay. Essentially, I'll be financially punished. Possibly demoted. Probably demoted. But not killed. Probably not killed. Because they can still use me. If they keep me alive and I keep working for them, I can still be useful to them. So they'll keep me alive and around, I think. Todd, out of character, do I know about the relationship of the LSP to the guild and if they have any? Last time we played, you had done a lot of internet researching with your newfound internet skills, and I believe you had rolled really well. So I'm going to say that you would have found they're fiercely at odds with each other when the LSP tries to enter league space. But the guild doesn't do much business outside of the league. So it's kind of like they have their turf. As long as LSP stays outside of the league and the guild stays inside the league, they just kind of ignore each other. Hmm. I know I'm not there, but I'd just like to remind the captain, because I'm sure she would have remembered, that we are on a mission from the guild, which puts us as a guild ship on a mission outside of league territory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Have we mentioned to this guy that we're working with the guild? No. That's right. We did the password and he didn't get it. Yeah. Kyan tried the password and he was confused. He didn't recognize it. Gotcha. Well, then we're going to keep that under our hats. I take Ileana 
I just kind of bring her with me and I go, we'll be right back. And I take her out of the room. <laughs> okay. To get out of your shot. All right. Yeah. You go ahead and exit the room. The door closes. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So we can't let them know that we're on a mission for the guild or that we're in the guild. Who's the guild? Exactly. Uh, okay. So if anyone's mentions that word to you, come and get me immediately. Act like you're like, you're like gross, the guild, ew. And then come and get me immediately. Can I just act like I don't know what that is? Because I don't know what that is. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> Good talk. All right. So I'm going back to the cockpit because that's where captains hang out. All right. I imagine after you've been in the cockpit, maybe an hour or so is... Probably when Rico and Kyan would be looking to tell you the results. Captain. Yes. We weren't as successful as we hoped. Oh, no. But it wasn't a disaster. I think we're going to cut the journey time roughly in half. So I think we'll be there in sort of three to four days as opposed to seven. Okay. I think we can handle that. Don't you? Yeah. No, I think I, I mean, I'm just a bit disappointed that I couldn't take it down as, you know, it wasn't as successful as we We'd hoped, but it, it, it was successful. Well, you did your best. That's what we always say on this ship. Just go do your best. <laughs> it, is it? Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. Um, so that's the situation. So it'll be three to four days, but that does mean that we shouldn't run out of rations. Well, everyone will be happy to hear that, I'm sure. Uh, obviously, I, I will keep an eye on them. Great. Let me know if anything changes or if you need me to do anything. You know, I'm all thumbs when it comes to the science. Yes, Captain. I call down to Hank and check on him and get his status report. Okay. So, Hank, you're probably in engineering. Okay. I mean, where do you want to be? <laughs> I'm always in engineering if there's not something going on. So, yeah. Okay. So, as you're in engineering, you hear beep, beep, boop. Go for Hank. Hank, I just got good news. Not the best news, but good news from our science team. It's going to be... Three to four days instead of seven. All right. I will get Shipcom to run diagnostics and see if there's anything we can do on the mechanical side of it. And I will get back with you. Sounds good. Worry out. So God in the sky. Is there anything I can do on my end to expedite the situation? Help it out any at all? Whether it be rerouting power, that kind of thing. Make an engineering roll. Come on. 6, 10, 11, success by 5. Jesus. Okay, so as you've been puttering around in engineering and all the other things have been happening, your mind has probably been dwelling on the whole situation of the engines and loss of power and all this stuff. And you've had a kind of a eureka moment where you realize the problem is that the microbes are too few in number to produce as much power as they ordinarily need to to run the engines. But what if you could modify the engines to simply require less power, to be more efficient? And you think you might have some ideas on how to do that. And I would think it would be in such a way of rerouting the power coupler to bypass non-essentials during a lower power situation so that, you know, things like the plug to the coffee makers turned off. Absolutely. Like the hairdryer is not working, you know, just cutting off all non-essential circuit breakers and things like that. A kind of emergency mode. Yeah, just a, a, an emergency power distribution setup. Yeah. Okay. So you've got that idea. So what I'll do is I will key... Shipcom. Beep, beep, boop. I have just written a program to reroute some things on your side. I need you to run protocol SOS 
now. Is SOS protocol a distress beacon? Because that's what SOS sounds like to Todd. No, I'm talking to Shipcom. I, I know. I know. <laughs> Todd needs to understand what, what have Shipcom ask me that. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, beep, beep, boop. I do not have a definition for SOS on file. In this scenario, it would be save our shit because it is about to hit the fan and run the protocol ship, Com. Very good. <laughs> Executing. Thank you, friend. Patch me through to Rory, please. Captain Rory, as you're sitting there on the bridge, you hear your communicator go beep, beep, boop. Go for Rory. I have been able through Shipcom's programming as well as some physical changes to reroute power from non-essentials, basically just shutting off everything we don't need. And it's going to help the situation some. I don't think we got a timeline change, but... Wait a minute. Does this mean that my white noise machine isn't going to work anymore? That was the first thing to go. Man. Okay, that's fine. However, since Shipcom is mission critical, we can always have him in a sleep mode and he can hum to you while you sleep. Oh, that'll be nice. All right. Sounds good. I want to hear Todd now having to like hum to her (laughs) throughout. (laughs) Actually sleep. (laughs) So, God in the sky, did this help the timeline or? Yeah. When you run all your calculations and stuff. You're probably going to be able to turn on the sublight engines after 2.75 days right now. As opposed to three. Yeah, as opposed to three and a half to four. And so, Captain, we are looking at, according to these calculations, 2.7 days definite to start up as opposed to the three plus that we were looking at with the slow growth of the organisms. Oh, fantastic. So that's going to leave us with two days of rations to get somewhere PDQ. Well, sounds good. I will update the rest of the crew. And I do. Next time on Cautious Optimism. Okay. Okay. They're not cops. They're not, they're not any kind of law enforcement. Everything's fine. Everything's probably fine. Yeah, because this isn't suspicious at all. They were apparently just quote-unquote following orders. I'd like to find out more about what it was they're doing. I don't know what questions to ask. And you would say that's an interesting coincidence, wouldn't you, Captain? Run to the escape pods! To the escape pods! You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek to geek If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. 